and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 9, Episode 12. I'm Jack. I'm Chris. And let's get straight into it. The Jose reign has begun, finally. Um, two victories in the first week, so it's been a fantastic start. Uh, so let's begin by talking about that West Ham game, um, which already feels like weeks ago already. Um, fantastic start for us. I mean, we are all going into that game fairly nervous like West Definitely. Ham is always an uncomfortable fixture and they're our bogey team aren't yeah it's, it's felt like even when we've beaten them we've we've found it quite difficult against them the last mm. few years so there's a bit of nerves going into it um but obviously a lot more um positivity when Mourinho had been appointed Definitely. um it's just a, a real season defining moment hopefully um so we went into it the team list was announced and for the first time really that I can ever recall you had Sun Kane, Delhi, and Lucas Moura all in the same starting so side. Yeah. <coughs> um, which was something that Pochettino didn't really he didn't really like going with Son, Lucas, and Kane in the same side. Mm. I'm, I'm not really too sure as to to why that was, but he ju- he just didn't particularly like it. Um, Jose straight in attacking team Dyer back into the team as well mm. in the heart of the midfield, yep. sitting sitting in there with Winks. Um, and you know what? We just played very, very simple football. Mm. We didn't take many risks. We, When we won the ball back, we looked to turn West Ham very, very early in the game. There was no sort of playing about of it in our half. It was win it back, it get quick. it in the channel. We played with purpose and we we weren't afraid to go long either. Um, that was one of the things that sort of bugged me about the Pochettino reign that sometimes we were very stubborn. We stuck to always playing out for the back, even if we were under pressure. There was none of that. We you know, swallowed our pride. It isn't pretty, but we got the ball up mm. the pitch for the for the two wide men to chase and it and it worked. And it was it was really for the first hour, seventy minutes, it was really pleasing to watch. Yeah. Seems like a long time since we've seen anything like yeah. that. And I, I I always sort of said and you know, for the last couple of years that when you've got Kane up front, if you're under pressure you can put it up to him. Like Absolutely. He, he wins headers, he wins free kicks, he can hold the ball you like forget, you forget that he's actually a very good target man. He was winning flick ons and all the rest of it. So yeah. Yeah and, and and what I quite liked is that obviously like I think Kane naturally his game is he wants the ball to feet. Yes. Like he wants to come short and collect it from the midfield. Yeah. Which is that I've got no problem with that. The, yeah. difficulty we've had a lot the last year um, has been that when he's come and collected it there's been no one going the other way yeah that's been the problem whereas yep. runners in behind yeah the West Ham game like Kane would come and collect the ball and you'd have Delhi, Lucas and Son all running in behind Got him both sides as well and not just Son because as you said that those four haven't all played together very often and if it's only one or two of them, it's fairly obvious which way you're going to go. If you've yeah. got Son running round the back on the left, where's Kane going to go if he's dropping deep to get the ball? And if you've got on both sides, it keeps him guessing and it it really worked. It was brilliant. Yeah, and Deli Ali was just absolutely magnificent. Like, it, honestly, that back was... to his best. Oh, just played centrally, picking the ball up. Just niggling, winding the opponents up, like just everything that we love about Deli Allen that makes him such a great player. He was back to that against West Ham. It's really pleasing to see. There was a warning sign for West Ham off about three or four minutes when Deli picked the ball up, slid Kane, and he mm. smashed it into the roof of the net, one nil offside. Finish. Great finish, um, isn't it? Clinical finish, really, really <laughs> clinical finish. Um, but that was the warning sign, and you know what? That West Ham didn't really adapt. Like mm. Rice and Noble were, were shocking in that defensive midfield role. Ellie Absolutely had so shocking. Much space. There was a big pocket of space and Ali was thriving in there he was picking up the ball turning no pressure on him and he was allowed to thread balls through the middle and really you know play at his best so 
And, yeah. and that and that was the first goal, really, wasn't it? The alley in the pocket, mm. little bit of space, lovely ball to Sun, great step over Sun. I mean, there's questions about the goalkeeping for West Ham, and he looks. It's like a competition winner, that Roberto in goal. He's just a dreadful goalkeeper. He's had a run of games now. Like, I don't like to talk too much about other teams and, and that, but I mean, he's had a run of games now where he's had like three or four games on the trot, big high-profile errors. Mm. Surely if you've got a kid on the bench, give him a go, because yeah. is that any worse than a, an error-prone senior player? I, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. there was a lot of talk on uh, TalkSport about this in the last few days mm. that, I, that I've had on, and um, they were saying that, and these stats I hope are correct, that in his last nine games to West Ham that Roberto has conceded 20 goals which is you know, more than two a game, so that's alarming. They're, he's the backup keeper, isn't he, at West Ham? And yes. their number three goalkeeper is, a, I think his name is David Martin. Never played in the Premier League, he's about 30, but he's got like 300 championship appearances. So you'd think, surely, Absolutely. surely Why you'd not? put him in. Why not? Um, but... The second goal in that West Ham game, brilliant play from Delhi as well, where he, mm. you know, he, he's falling backwards, goes to the ground, manages to keep the ball in, flick it to Sun, Sun driving run forward, Whips the cross in Lucas Moore's at the back post. I mean, we were watching it together. We were going absolutely mad, it weren't was, we? It's the sort of thing that only Ali can do. Like really unorthodox, really awkward. The ball's on the floor. I think a lot of people probably would have given up on it, and Son didn't because he yeah. trains with Ali every week, and he knows that he's going to carry on his run. He didn't stall his run at all. He trusted his teammate. Brilliant bit of play from Ali to keep it on Son driving forward, and it was yeah. Brilliant, brilliant goal. I always love goals where it's like one winger getting to the byline, crossing it, the other winger attacking yeah, the back yeah. post. Like yeah. old school, isn't it? Pace, um, lot of absolutely pace, brilliant. Yeah. And it, a 2 0 at half time, and we were so comfortable at half time mm. as well. And then we come out in the second half. Um, West Ham had a free kick after about a minute because they stuck Antonio on. We broke, and Lucas Moore, with I don't know if it was a terrible shot or an even worse pass. Um, that should have been three 0 or like forty six, forty seven minutes. Been. It should have been. But... Um, and we were there, we were then sat there thinking, weren't we? Oh God, are we going to end up mm. regretting that? But then a minute later, Aurier, who another player, the last couple of games has has looked it's very very level. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Puts a beautiful crossing. Kane's attacking it at the back post. Bang, back of the net, three 0 And at that Brilliant. point, I think we all thought that is it. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Um, Job done. And then the game sort of really started to fizzle out. I think we probably started to tie the last 20 minutes. They got the first one back mm. um, and then started to put us under a little bit of pressure. Um, Rice then had one that was correctly disallowed mm. through VAR. Yep. Um, but, I mean, if that, had, if that had been a goal, then it would have been a very nervy last 10 minutes. Mm. Um, but I was quite pleased with the way from when they scored their first goal, which I think was the 72nd minute, mm. up until injury time where not a lot really happened. Like... We were very good at just sort of stopping the game. Controlling it. Yeah, yeah. and just slowing slow, it down. Slow, exactly, yep. slowing it down. Yep. Like if we won a free kick, the physio was on. And it was like mm-hmm. if there was a substitute, we were taking time to leave it the was pitch. Clever, like, yeah. The yeah. dark arts of the game, classic right? Classic Mourinho. Completely classic Mourinho. And all the stuff, really, that as Spurs, we've never really been very good at all of that stuff. You've got, you've got to play the game, and um, the other teams do it. You they have. bend the rules, they really push the, you know, the margins. And. Um, Sometimes you can be too nice, so yeah. why not? Um, and then they scored again to make it 3 2. I mean, really the last kick of the game, mm. and then that was it. And a fantastic win, you know, that's the first time we've won away in the league since January. Yes. So, <sighs> massive, relief. massive moment for us for that. Obviously, Jose, first game to, to start with a win at West Ham. 
Um, interestingly, that was how the Pochettino reign begun with yes. a win at West Ham as yeah, well. Yeah. So um, that was uh, that was quite funny to see yeah. that. Um, and just a brilliant start, you know, that's just what we wanted. There was obviously a lot of concerns from Spurs fans who were like, oh, the brand of football's going to be terrible. Mm. And, you know, that West Ham game, we were very, very attacking. We were we good were at the back. Positive. But committed bodies forward. Um, Responsible, but we, we played with a purpose. And, uh, yeah, it was... There's been a lot of doom and gloom about, you know, Mourinho coming in. And uh, you look at his track record and his team's generally do play more defensively but certainly in the last couple of games there's been no indication of that mm. and uh, you know he would have had the chat with Levy and Levy would have said to him you know this is Tottenham we don't sit back we play mm. attacking football and Mourinho's obviously you know um, altered his style to accommodate us mm. as well as adding his his tactical nous and um, it's still very very early but it's a really exciting yeah. start. I think when you look at our squad, so especially that front four, mm. it's like uh, I think it'd be very, very difficult to set us up in a way with those four players on the pitch that isn't attacking. Yes, do you know what I mean? Like the only way you can not be attacking is to only play two of them or something They're like that. And so direct, aren't they? Yeah, you, you'd hate to play against them. And you know, yeah. I think back to his reign at United, where he did play very, very defensive football. But I think that he looked at that United team when he was in there and he just thought, I can't trust you defensively. Mm. So I, I have to play with a five and a four because I, I can't trust that we're going to be able to keep teams out. Not that yeah. we've done that so far. Mm. Um, but I think he'll look at our back four and he'll think, there's players there that I can really work with and I can Definitely. have my solid foundation. And with those players up front, yeah. I can attack and be dangerous on the break. Yeah. Um, so I think it, he he's probably come and looked at the squad and gone, actually, that's quite a nice balance for what I want to do and how I want to play yes. and also how Spurs as a club want me to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Tuesday night, Champions League, mm. um, return of the Champions League um, at Whitehall Lane, absolutely Amazing, you know, going to that stadium, I never get tired of it, especially under the lights. The it's night just... matches are special, aren't they? Oh, European, it's amazing. You hear the music and it gives you goosebumps every time you hear it. Absolutely incredible stadium. Um, and went into that game knowing that a point would mathematically see us through. Um, but again, confident going into it, you know, like this is mm. a new sort of sense of confidence that I haven't massively had for a while. Yeah. Um, but I went into that thinking, you know what, the the front four we've got, we're, yep. we're going to blow this Olympiacos side away. Mm. Um, what I wasn't anticipating was the first 20 minutes mm. where we were, um, we were, we were shocking to put it politely. Um, we struggled centre midfield. Winks and Dyer had a really tough opening 20 minutes and then we found ourselves two goals down. Yeah. And I, honestly, I was sat there in that south stand looking on thinking, how we, how the hell are we going to turn this around? And then all of a sudden I saw Christian Eriksen ready to come on after 27 minutes or whatever it was and you just thought, Not used wow. to seeing that at all, are we? But well done, Jose, for spotting... You know, that's what he's there for. He's a master tactician. And, um, you know, it's been said several times this week that, you know, with all due respect to Poch, love him to bits, but he wouldn't have made that sub in the 25th mm. minute or whatever. He would have waited till the 75th, 80th mm. minute. And uh, well done, Jose, because it did change the game. We mm. needed to get it done. Why wait? Just mm. just get it done. So yeah. And, and Eriksen, obviously a very controversial player at Spurs yeah, at the moment, yeah, was excellent when he came on. Mm. Absolutely excellent. Went in the centre midfield got on the ball, um, made us tick, created chances, assisting. Mm. Um, it, that, that, was, you know, that was the Ericsson that we know is there. Yes. Um, you never know what might happen. Will Jose convince him to stay? Does Jose want him? We, I mean, we don't know yeah, still at the yeah. moment. Um, 
But that that goal to make it two one right on half time from Delhi was the real turning point in the game. It's important. We needed that definitely. We needed it. It was a gift, but to be honest, I think the first or the second goal we gifted to them. You know, yeah. we gave it away on the left. Um, Rose, I think it was unfortunately, and um, we gifted them that goal. And you know, they they gifted us one back. But Ali was in the position, and you've always got to be prepared for someone to make a mistake. And it yeah, goal before half time. It certainly and did what, change. It was a horrific error from the Olympiacos centre-half, but mm. I do think you have to credit Delhi because he's the one that has that, I mean, there's a bang average ball in from all area. As yep. that cross is coming in, he's thinking that centre-back's missing that ball. When he does, I'm gonna, so I'm going to get myself into a position. Whereas the other Olympiacos centre-half who was picking Delhi up was like, oh, that'll be cleared. Didn't, so left him. Anticipation, yep. Yep. it really was from Delhi. And That's that, it. That is something that I don't think you can teach that kind of thing. No, like, no. It was just a pure instinct goal. And then 2-1 at half-time, we were all sat there thinking we've got a chance now. And we knew as well at that point that we only needed the draw. Yep. So it was a case of, right, yep. second half, win it 1-0 and mm-hmm. we're through. Yep. Um, and we come out early in that second half and we were absolutely magnificent. Yep. Like, really pumped up, like so aggressive. And I don't mean we were going around kicking people. I mean, we were just on the front foot. Yes. Everything we did was... Um, we're thinking positively and we're like if we haven't got the ball we're going to press them yeah, and if we have got it we're going to play quickly like it was brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant that's great we've, we've really last couple of games it's felt like we've got that fire back yeah. and um, playing with passion and the work rate the pressing that's what's been missing from the sort of the last year yeah. not just this season but the last year so He's obviously put a flea in their ear at half-time and they've come out and um, tried to pick up where they left mm. off because that's sometimes the danger. You get a goal before half-time, great, but then you lose the momentum with that 15 yeah. minutes. The intensity goes. They came out and they were straight back at yeah. it. And, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant. And credit to the ball boy as well for the equalising goal, yes. which was great play, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. We quickly ran out. Quick throw, Lucas cut it back, Kane's there, 2-2. Two, two. Yep. Um, great scenes when that went in. We were going absolutely mad in the south stand. And then um, the Serge Aurier goal to put us 3-2 up. I mean, he's a player, Aurier, that you wouldn't... Uh, if you were talking about him, the word technically gifted wouldn't be something that you'd necessarily <laughs> throw forward. Um, but what a strike. Like, I mean, he just caught that as sweet as anything. The technique is not easy either. The technique, I mean... He's one of these guys, possibly, I, I don't know, but he seems to sometimes, with the simple things, make them look harder than mm. they should be. But then with something like that, the ball's come down, it's got spin on it. And the technique was absolutely brilliant. Mm. He judged the speed and the the way it's ended up in the bottom left corner, outside of the right foot, with swing on it. Yeah. And he slammed it in there, and what a great goal it was. Yeah. Brilliant. Well it done. It really um, reminded me of, do you remember Pavard, the French right back in the yes. World Cup, scoring yes. that absolute screamer? Yeah, Which good is memory. very similar to that. And yeah. It was a great moment in the ground, though, because of the cross come in, and then there was a, a, a split second of silence, and you just heard the connection of foot on ball, yep. and then everyone went absolutely mad. Um, <laughs> great celebrations where he just came down to the bottom of the south stand as well, yeah. and everyone was just cheering and going mad. Um, and then 4-2 with about 20 minutes to go, set piece, brilliant ball in from Ericsson, absolutely mm. lovely. Kane just bullying the centre-half, flicking it on. Yep. Balls in the back of the net for four two, and we're we're through to the knockout stages yet again in the Champions League. Brilliant, we've we've kind of turned it around, especially considering the last um, home performance in the Champions League, and it would have been very easy for the players to have been downbeat coming into yeah. this game and dejected, and 
Um, although Mourinho did say after the game he was surprised at the lack of confidence because he assumed, you know, you're playing at home, you're going to mm. be comfortable, you're going to be confident, mm. but we just weren't to start with. Mm. So that's something obviously to work on. But yeah, great achievement, getting to the knockout stages. And it's confidence, two yeah. wins out of two. Yeah. We're moving forward, we're progressing the season, trying to build it back up again. Um, seven goals scored in the last two as well, which is good. I seven goals well, scored, but also four conceded. So it's it's room for improvement mm. certainly. But I actually like we said the other day with uh, with Sam, your brother. We we quite like that that there's room for improvement mm. because we don't want it to be mm. easy. We want to show Jose, look, this is where we need to improve the complacency defensively. We could be a bit more solid going forward. Brilliant, but. You know, he's got things he's seeing and he's, he's going to improve upon. So it's, it's been brilliant, a brilliant yeah. week. And the thing is, we said about confidence, like to go two down and come back and win. Yes. Which doesn't happen too often. Yeah. Not really. I know we did against Ajax, obviously, famously in the yeah. semi-final. But it doesn't really happen at top level of football. Sides don't really tend to throw leads away. So to no. have that confidence of if we're a goal down or if we're two goals down, we've come back from this before, we can come back again. Yeah. Like that will, that will hopefully... Yeah. Um, help us later in the big, season big lesson as well because um he was on the touchline calming the mm. players down because he could tell we were rushing we were panicking mm. we we're playing sloppy balls as a result of nerves and lack of confidence fans were nervous as well you can tell can't you and it does transmit onto the pitch when the fans aren't so vocal and happy you think oh god as a player why are the fans not singing and oh they're a bit frustrated and it makes you nervous i bet as a player mm. um but Credit for Jose for calming them down, giving them the belief. Great turnaround, great comeback. Yeah, abso- brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. brilliant. Um, and I mean, he couldn't really have asked for a better start, Jose, could he? Absolutely. Um, we'll talk about something slightly different now, which is there's been a lot of these team of the decades flying around yes. recently um, yep. on Sky Sports News, on Twitter, sort of everybody's been getting involved with it. So mm. we thought that we would have a go at doing our Tottenham Hotspur team of the decade. Mm. Um, now, I imagine that we're going to have fairly similar formations, fairly similar players, but I'm interested to see where it differs. Sure. I was actually having this conversation with Stato on our um, WhatsApp group, um, and initially I'd agreed completely with the team that he'd said, mm. but I've changed it and I've made one one attacking change from what I said to him I agreed with. But yep. um, Chris, let's start with your team then. So firstly, what formation are you going with? Um, so... Uh, with it being Spurs, I always think that there's a lot of options in attacking areas. Mm. So I did want to put more players in attacking areas. So I've gone for a three-five-two. I think okay. you would probably call it. Okay, let's start then with the goalkeeper. So the goalkeeper was, a, you know, fairly easy. Well, not fairly easy. Very easy. It's Larice basically been mm-hmm. been great shot stopper. He's error prone. But he's been our best keeper in the last ten years yeah. by an absolute yeah. mile. So and yeah. then let's let's go on to that back three then. So the back three have got uh, Jan Vertonghen. Yeah. Toby. Yeah. Um, and the third one is Carl Walker. Yeah. Um, Reason being for those three players. Vertonghen's been with us for seven eight years now, and I think he's he's just got better with age. He's he's been like a fine wine. Yeah. He really has and. Okay, this year maybe his form's been a bit patchy, but I think a bit of confidence back in the side. Jose will help him out. I'm really hoping that out of the players that have running down their contracts, I really hope that he can turn it around and stay um, because uh, he's he's been absolutely brilliant for us. Um, Toby, yeah, over the last 18 months, I think his form's maybe slightly declined, but his partnership with Jan is... 
is uh, it, it just speaks for itself really is is a good solid defender and I think we'd be hard pressed to find someone yeah. of his same quality um, without paying mega bucks to be honest yeah. and then Carl Walker a um, little bit of sadness and regret when sort of talk about him because he was great for us we had him for a long time um, got a good price for him and mm. good luck to him and all the rest of it but um, yeah it's a, it's a shame he had to go but he did a great job for us yeah. to be honest he he got better and better and uh, scored some goals and mm. um, flying down that right wing I'll you know, uh, won't won't forget that. So that's yeah. that's the defence. Defence, and then so you're playing five in the midfield. Or actually, looks like more maybe a three four one two type. It, type. Yeah, so yeah. To, to talk us through the midfield then, starting maybe on the right hand side. Right, it's so on the right hand side. Um, this is fairly flexible. I don't think these are going to be necessarily their rigid positions, apart from the the middle two. But might sound a bit odd on on the right hand side. I've got Ali. Uh, yeah. purely because it was the only position I could put him in uh, yeah. when you when you consider the rest of the midfielders you know he's, he's getting better and better and he, he gets a lot of unfair criticism Ali mm. from people outside of Tottenham but um, as we said earlier it's really good to see him back, back at his best yeah, against definitely. West Ham last couple of games um, over on the left Gareth Bale, I think most people yeah. will probably have him in there. One of the, one um, of Spurs is great set for players. You'd have you would have to say I think that. So I think so. And these rumours surrounding him coming back, I mean, we'd love it. We'd love it, but um, we'll we'll have to we'll have to see that. I think there's a lot of obstacles to get over before we can even mm. look at that as being a realistic option. But yeah. this this decade, we've probably only had him. For two, three seasons yeah. this decade. At his best but, anyway, yeah. But he made a massive impact in that time. So he, yeah, as you said, one of one of our best players in modern times. Mm. Uh, the middle two, um, Luka Modric, probably my favourite Tottenham player of the last, yeah, decade mm. overall. My favourite player in this team anyway. Mm. Um, what do you like so much about him? Wonderful player. He was the heartbeat of the team. Much like the man I'm going to mention in a moment next to him in my team in mid in the centre of midfield, the heartbeat of the team. He he really pulled the strings, made everything work, picked the ball up from the fence, moved it forward, um, just did things that really probably people didn't notice, and then we really felt the effects after he'd gone for for a little while anyway. Yeah. Um, just just great, great on the man. ball. And, and who have you uh, partnered him with him? So I've partnered him with someone a bit more physical, but. Also very good on the ball and transitioning the ball from defence to, to the forward areas. That's Moussa Dembele. Yeah. When we first got him, I honestly, I did not know what he was good at. Yeah. Because at Fulham, I thought he was an attacking player, but then we seemed to be playing him quite deep. Mm. He scored on his debut as well, didn't we, he? We were at his debut, he scored on his debut, and we thought, OK, this guy yeah. could chuck in a few goals from midfield. And over time, certainly when Poch came in, then I think we saw the best of him. Mm. Poch really got the best out of him. He was physical. He would back people out mm. of the way with his arms, move forward. Didn't look strong, but he certainly was. And um, he was such an important player for us over mm. the Pochettino era. So I always yeah. think as well that whenever the Spurs players of the last four years were asked who's the best player at the club, they would all say Dembele. In training, all they, of them. they all said Dembele yeah. in training is the best and in matches he was he was great um, uh, uh, there's obviously been a lot of criticism with Spurs that we haven't replaced him but I think he's such a hard player to replace because if you, there isn't really another kind of version of him about like 
you know, that, that yeah. physical player that's so silky on the ball and is mm. good defensively and can play forward. It's all you round don't have play. a lot of those players around anymore. It's all round play, like similar to Yaya Toure in that respect. Defensively, is strong. Going forward, is mm. strong. He's got many different uh, attributes to his game. Such a good all rounder. Yeah. So, uh, so that's a that's like a flat four, and then just ahead of them, um, I'm sort of umming and ahhing whether or not to to put this guy in. But the stats speak for themselves. Mm. Christian Eriksen, mm. since he's been with us. In the Premier League, no one's got more assists, mm. and that. And I think with this being a team of the decade, you do have to not. You have to try and park what's happened the last six yeah, months. Yeah, of course. Like, you've of got course. to look back over the whole period. Look at the bigger you? picture, and um, yeah, look at things. Look at things for what they are, and his stats speak for themselves. Ericsson just plays with so much flair. He was a bargain when we mm. got him, an absolute bargain. What was he? Ten, twelve million, yeah. and okay, that was. Six seven years ago, but still a bargain. Mm. Uh, a lot of clubs in Europe wanted him, and we've been a really good match for him. Mm. Um, and uh, he's he's just been fantastic. The way he's linked up with the forward guys, provided so many assists, mm. a lot of important goals as well. Um, he's and, a Spurs uh, player. Do you know what I mean by that? Definitely. Like it's about playing with style. Like he's yes. that kind of maybe lacks that little bit of consistency, but yeah, he's capable yeah. of moments of absolute classy genius. He's yeah. really classy. I'd put him in the same bracket as people talk about the elegance of Berbatov, mm. the elegance of Van der Vaart. Mm. He's in that same bracket of mm. really silky players. Uh, and then just to finish off forwards, uh, I've gone for Vincent. No, uh, Harry Kane, uh, not Vincent Janssen, <laughs> Harry Kane, um, Vincent Kane, um, yeah, Harry Kane, I don't think I need to explain that, yeah. he, he, this week he, um, he became the third all-time uh, leading scorer in Tottenham's mm. history, he's only behind Jimmy Greaves and Bobby Smith, still got a way to go, but the speed at which he's done it is ridiculous. He's Fastest just... player to 20 Champions League goals overtaken. Was it Del Piero, I think they said? Del Piero. Uh, just... the, the list of forwards as well on that list. I don't, I don't know if you've seen it for the Champions League. There's some real legends in yeah. there. Shevchenko, Raul, Cristiano Ronaldo, Messi. Um, and Kane has done better than yeah. all of them. Yeah. And it's it's just... It's that's That's our guy. That's mm. our guy. So proud. Mm. So Harry Kane's on there and... I'd love to see him be the Premier League top scorer one day. Yeah, uh, whole career with Spurs would be amazing, wouldn't it? Shearer was just a wonderful forward, but I'd love to see Kane like mm. just de- mm. dethrone him. That would yeah. be that would be really satisfying. Finish his career on two hundred and sixty one or something <laughs> like that. Um, and then yeah, to fi- to finish off the team, the other forward I got up there with Kane. Um, I really wanted to put Jermaine Defoe in there, but. This decade, I think he only played a couple of seasons, mm. and it was sort of, yeah, um, it wasn't there wasn't too much choice up front. In instead of Defoe, I did go with Hyunmin Son in the end. Yeah. Um, we've had him what three, four seasons now, and um, and again he's got better. There was a point where he nearly left. So so glad he didn't. Mm. Personality wise, off the pitch, he's great. He's a joker. He's. He's, um, he's such a good guy to have around the club um, and on the pitch he's frightening. Yeah. I, I think really he's he's one of the best players in the Premier League at that moment mm. and I don't think that's being biased. Mm. You look at him when he picks up the ball, something always 
looks like it's going to happen. He's scored more and more goals as he's gone along. And I think, um, you know, hasn't he picked up the Player of the Season award at least the last yeah. one or two seasons? A very, very good um, player. Very good player. Just really, really good. Lovely guy. Great player. Wears his heart on his sleeve, which as a fan you, you love. Because mm. if he's sad, if he's upset, you want to see your players yeah. care. And when he's happy, he's got the biggest, brightest smile in the team. So, Kjomen Son... Finishes I mean, off. That's not a bad side, that is it? I it's think very attacking. It would score over a hundred goals, but it probably concede the same that's amount, it. wouldn't it? That's it. Only three defenders, yeah. but that's that's the team of the decade. Of the very decade. emotional. Well, mine is mine's a little bit different. So I've gone from a different formation. I've gone with a four-two-three-one. Um, purely because I think this is the formation that in the last decade yeah, I think yeah. we've probably looked our most comfortable playing. Yes. Um, so I've gone with with Hugo in goal as well. Okay, yep, I don't. Yep. I'm I'm not the biggest fan, but there's nobody that's got close to him in the last ten years yeah, as no. Spurs goalkeeper. Um, I've gone with Walker as the mm-hmm. right back for the same reasons that you've gone for and Alderweireld and Vertonghen in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a I was tempted with Ledley. But, Me but too, I actually. just thought Me too. there was the last season he was he was you know wasn't fit he shouldn't have been playing and I just think you've probably in the, the last ten years we've probably got more out of Alderweireld and Vertonghen. And there's more emotional reasons why probably wanted to put Ledley in. It was yeah. the same I wanted to, but just yeah. Yeah. Um. And then left back I've gone Danny Rose. Yeah. Um. The last eighteen months. You know he's he's been very very poor, and I think that we won't see that player. But those sort of two three seasons where he was, you know, Fantastic. he was he was the best left back in the country, Fantastic. but you know comfortably as well, like mm. really looked like the complete player, and just hasn't really ever been able to get back, which is a shame. Mm. Um, and again, I'm thinking about competition for him in the last decade. Benoit Suicotto, like just you know, nowhere yeah. near him. It's just yeah. no nowhere near yeah. him in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I, I had to go no with, with with Rose there. And then I've gone with two holding midfielders, which are the same as yours, which are Dembele and Modric. Yeah. Um, and just think those two in the midfield together, it's still like Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? It would have just been absolutely brilliant to have... Um, imagine having them for a few seasons, Incredible. you know? Incredible. Phenomenal centre midfield. Um, and then my three um, behind my striker. So I've, of course, got Gareth Bale. Yeah. Um, you absolutely have to have him. I've gone with Delhi. Yep. In the central area. Yep. Um, and then Van der Vaart off of the other side. Okay. Okay. Um, with him and Delhi sort of interchanging a little yeah. bit in that formation. Yeah. Um, anybody that's listened to the podcast for a while knows how much I loved watching Van der Vaart mm. play. He's just an absolutely Exciting. brilliant player to watch. And I've always said there is something amazing about watching players that, that aren't fast. You know, they can't yeah. just burst away from play. It's, yep. all, it's all upstairs and they have to be a couple Very of seconds clever. ahead. And he's just a genius of a footballer. Um, yep. Scored so many goals from midfield for mm. us. Scored so many big goals as well. Like His record in the derbies was just phenomenal. Yeah. His, what he brought to us in that Champions League season as well was just brilliant. I think he scored a hat-trick in a group stage game from midfield. You know, it's just remarkable. Um, and he was a player when we signed him that... That was a real statement. That was yes. a real wow. Like we've just signed this guy. Like he's going to take us to another level. Settled immediately. Um, he really got what Spurs were about. I think mm. the fans got him straight away. Brilliant chant as well. So I mean, but how <laughs> could you not? How could you not have him in? And then Harry Kane up top again, purely because the guy is just a goal machine. Mm. Um, a phenomenal, phenomenal centre forward. Um, we're so lucky to have him. So that's my side. So uh, we've differed a little bit, but there's there's a lot of the same players. I mentioned that I differed 
from what I'd been what we'd been chatting about with Stato, mm. and he'd had the same team as me, but he had Ericsson instead of Delhi. Okay. Um, I can I can understand that because the stats speak for themselves, yeah. and Ali. Uh, we've had for three seasons Ericsson we've had for six or seven seasons and um, it's a really difficult yeah. someone's got to miss out yeah. there's people like Woodgate uh, King Defoe Scott Parker yeah. uh, all could have gone in there Aaron Lennon even I really wanted to put Aaron Lennon yeah. in but just couldn't and yeah very 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 consistent player for a long yeah. period of time but a lot yeah. of games Aaron Lennon in the Premier League yes. and it's like you don't do that if you're not a decent player. Exactly. Um, we're just quickly as well now going to touch on the Premier League team of the yeah. decades because these have been going around as well. So, um, again, how have you set your team up? What's your formation? Uh, so, um, I do love midfielders. So Is I've it got, about 2-7-1 or something I've got, like I've got like a 3, yeah, it's like a 3-5-2 again. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So, why don't you just... Quickly whiz us through who you've got in there, and then if there's any controversial ones, we'll talk sure. about them. Uh, David De Gea, Man United. Yeah. Carl Walker, uh, Vincent Company, Jan Vertonghen. Yeah, back three. Uh, onto okay. the midfield, um, N'Golo Kante, mm. David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, that's not a bad midfield, is it, so far? It's still, it's still got two left, yeah. Ed Nazard and Mo Salah. That's wow. the five in midfield. Yeah. Two up top, Aguero and Kane. I mean, that side would probably break all the goal-scoring records, wouldn't it? That it, would probably get you possibly. 200 goals a season. Like yeah, That is just yeah. phenomenal sign. I, I've gone with the same formation, the four-two-three-one again, and I've tried to think about... I've tried to make my team a little bit more balanced because I think it's so easy with these things to just put like all of the amazing goal-scorers mm. in the side. So I've tried to make it a little bit balanced. So. Spread it out. I've gone four two three one again. I've actually gone Petr Cech in goal, okay. which maybe yeah. is one that's a little bit oh, surprising. But uh, at Chelsea, you know, you think of the the trophies and that that he won there. Mm. Um, real, real top keeper, like yeah. one of the best Legend. the Premier League has ever seen. Definitely, Legend. my back four. I've gone with Zabaleta at right back. Okay. I mean, okay. his his legs are gone now. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want the two thousand and nineteen Zabaleta. <laughs> but those years when City, you know, first really started to dominate the yeah. Premier League, he was a real, real top right back. Consistent. My centre half's company. You've mm. got him as well. I mean, one of the greatest the Premier League seen, one of the greatest captains. And then controversially, because mm. it's a Spurs pod, alongside him, I've got John Terry. Oh! Um, which is controversial. Oh. Um, I mean, an <laughs> awful, awful guy. You know, just horrific man. But, you know, you look at what he won and you look at what he did used to bring to teams. Mm. And, like, again, a real, real top captain over the years so mm. I'm sorry that I put him in but I, I, I felt <laughs> like I had to just for sure. what he's won yeah, yeah. Um, and then left back I've gone with Aspilicueta um, okay, yeah, so yeah. again another very consistent player yeah. um, maybe not sort of the the most the player with the most flair or the most enjoyable yeah. to watch but just a very very good defender I didn't even think of him good yeah and a, a, a full back where the, the or a defender that's very comfortable 1v1 which you don't get yes. a great deal of anymore. He's fine to go up against a quick winger and he can deal with that. Yeah. Um, then my two midfielders, I've gone with Fernandinho as the first okay, one. Okay. Um, I, think he's, I think he's one of Man City's greatest ever players. Do you think he's misunderstood um, I a think little bit? A little bit. I think people that 
really understand that role. Yeah. Also, what a player. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's played centre-half as well, which is not his position, but he's done excellent there. And he's yeah. been a real sort of key player for City in the years when they've dominated. And then Yaya Torre alongside him. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. Fernandinho sitting and just saying to Torre, go and do your thing would be pretty devastating. Yaya yeah, yeah, Torre, what a player. I mean, there was one Premier League season with Torre where he scored like 20 league goals. And you just think like that, and he wasn't playing like as a ten, like that's just from centre midfield. Like is that because he got a birthday cake that year? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just what a player. And then and then my my three, I've gone with Hazard yeah. off of one side. How could you not? You know, I mean, just devastating player. The other side, I've gone with David Silva. Yeah. Um, yeah. Reason being longevity, you know, like he's he really was sort of when City bought him, that was kind of a. Or this, this actually, changer. this team are really going to be yeah. a different team. Yeah. And even now, like, was he 32, 33? Still just bosses games. Like, unbelievable yeah. player. The yeah. reason that I've got him in ahead of De Bruyne is just because he's done it over such a long period of time. Exactly. Um, yeah. Then playing as a 10, and this maybe is a little bit controversial, is Wayne Rooney. Okay. Um, and I think Rooney is a player that is always overlooked about mm. what a sensational footballer he was. Is England's leading all-time goal scorer. Is yeah. Man United's leading yeah, all-time yeah. goal scorer. Um, the trophies that he's won. And I actually had a look back before we start recording about what he's won in this decade. And yeah. there's Premier League titles there. There's FA Cups. There, you know, there's individual awards. Yeah. Um, just a brilliant player that can lead the line up front, can play as a 10, ended up playing central midfield. He was that yeah. good a player that he could just sort of play anywhere. Yeah. Even periods under Ferguson where he'd played wide right. If there was a, if they were up against a team and they were worried about a certain thing, defensively brilliant player, and then leading the line, I've gone with Kane, yep. which maybe there's a bit of Spurs bias. It was between Kane and Aguero. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did think of Suarez. Um, yeah, it's a lot of good names in there, aren't there? But just the thing with Suarez for me was just it was a couple of amazing seasons and then he was off. Yes. Whereas I look at, I mean, Aguero's done it for a long period. Kane has starting to get into that point where you can say he's done it long term yeah. um, so that's my side there so two contrasting Excellent. sides I think yeah, yeah. that would be a pretty tasty game, game if on. they went game up against on. each other <laughs> um, we're going to do a quiz now um, now this is a different quiz to normal and this is quite a challenging one um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you about two and a half minutes and okay. I'm going to play um, McNamara's band so if you're listening at home get a bit of paper get a pen ready and give this a crack <laughs> So there are 13 players who have played for Jose Mourinho at more than one club. There are 13 of them. Okay. So your task is going to be with two and a half minutes whilst McNamara's band is playing um, to see if you can name them. So get your pen and paper ready and you've got two and a half minutes. Off you go. My name is McNamara, I'm the leader of the band Although as well in numbers, we're the best in all the land We play at wakes and weddings and all the fancy balls When McNamara's band gets here, you know we'll give our all La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 the drums go bang and the cymbals clang and the horns they blaze away. McCarthy plays the old bassoon and toil the pipes display. Oh, Hennessy, Tennessee, twiddle the flute and the music is something grand. A credit to old Ireland and McNamara's band. La 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 la, la 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 la, la 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 la
Um, Romelu Lukaku, Chelsea, Man United, correct. Zlatan Ibrahimovic, Inter and Man United. Um, Juan Mata, Chelsea and Man United, so all good so far. Samuel Eto'o, Inter and Chelsea, correct. Lasana Diara. Oh, <laughs> Chelsea Real and Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, Chelsea yeah. and Real Madrid. Oh, wow. um, he had also had spells not under Mourinho, but at Arsenal and Portsmouth as well. Yes. Um, in in his career, um, so that's one. Michael Essien, Chelsea yep. and Real Madrid. That's correct. This is one I thought you might have got. Chelsea and Inter. Hernan Crespo. Oh, it's a tough one. I thought I thought maybe you what might have got that. What a great player. Um, Loved Crespo. Crespo. Oh. Then this is a, a guy. Porto and Chelsea. Maniche. Maniche, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, midfielder. I can't say I've heard he, of him. He only had a year, I think, at Chelsea, yeah. Um, oh, that's, a, that's a good that's one. That's a tough one. Paolo, Paolo Ferreira, Porto and Chelsea yeah. um, was correct. Then Ricardo Carvalho, Porto, Chelsea and Real Madrid. And then the two, really, that I didn't expect anyone to get. Nuno Valente. He had it. Jose Porto? Had, he had him at Porto and he also had him at UD... Liria, which was where he was at before okay, Porto. So okay. I mean, it's tough. Gosh, tough to get that. that. Then, uh, and um, and again, play with the, with the same clubs. Um, UD, Liria, and Porto. Derly. Okay, a player that I've not D E R L E I. No, again, sorry. a player that I've yeah. I can't say I've heard of. No. Um, but that's a pretty good effort. There. What was that? Eight? Did you eight, end up with yeah, eight out yeah. of thirteen? Um, I'm annoyed about Lasana Diara. I'm there's not, a tough one. I'm there's not going to, yeah. You forget. Crespo, Diara, Crespo. Yeah. Um, but that was a good one. So I hope you enjoyed good that quiz. quiz. Good quiz. Um, Al, we want to talk about the Bournemouth game as well. So we're yes. playing Bournemouth this weekend at home. Uh, I actually think that's probably quite a nice fixture for us. Mm. Um, that should be, famous last words, a relatively straightforward home win. On paper. Um, on paper. <laughs> They're one of these teams, Bournemouth, that. They're, they're pretty good going forward, but then they're not great at the back. Not on a good run of form, are they, at the no. moment? And um, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that they've got anything against us since they've been in the Premier League at our stadium. I can't remember them even drawing with us. They don't. Um, bearing in mind this will be the first time they've played us at the new ground, mm. and a lot of teams have come to us, and it's been like, wow, this is a big, yeah. big day out for them. And um, a lot of the away sides this season have played with real confidence and freedom yeah. with like almost like nothing to lose. Newcastle, mm. Villa, Southampton wobbled us a little bit. Uh, Sheffield United did quite well. But, you know, um, let's hope that there's a bit more confidence and belief back in the side and we can just, you know, do yeah. a professional clinical yeah. job on Saturday. I am. Um, I, the thing that I'm most hopeful for be a clean sheet. Yes. I think that would give us a lot of confidence if we can be solid at the back. Yes, please, yeah. Um, I don't think that there'll be too many changes from the game in midweek. I think yeah. that, although he, he he got subbed in, I think Dyer will start again. Okay. I think he'll bring him back in. I think Ericsson will drop down to the bench. Yeah. Um, ben Davis has got that injury, which is looking quite bad, which is a shame. He's got to have an operation on it. Ah, um, okay. it's ligament, so that's going to be a while. So, Ooh. Does that open the door for Sessignon? Potentially. I'd like to see more of Sessing Young and I really feel sorry for Lo Celso. Um, mm. Actually, before Ericsson came on the other night against Olympiacos, I thought, why are we not prioritising... It turned out to be the correct decision, mm. don't get me wrong, to bring on Ericsson, but I just thought we need to give Sessing Young a Lo Celso football mm. because we're nearly you know, at uh, the end of the year mm. and um, it'd be nice to see him get a few more Yeah, few It'd more be minutes. interesting to see what he does with the left-back situation because I can't see him being a massive fan of Danny Rose, just given that the way that the left-backs played for us in the first two games is that they've almost been a third centre-half yes. and they haven't gone forward. And yeah. 
the difficulty with Rose playing that role is, even when he was in the heights of, you know, 2015, 16, yep. he was never a particularly good passer of the ball mm. or good crosser. Like, his game was all about beating defenders and, and just being aggression. a real athlete. Yeah. yeah. But this role, if Jose sticks with it, you need that player that's playing there to be able to pass the ball forward well. Yep. And we saw Ben Davis at West Ham, how excellent he was at yes. that. Um, and we, we, you know, we've all watched Ben Davis for a number of years now. Like the, He doesn't give the ball away. Yep. Like He's very tidy in possession. So that kind of role suits him. So yep. I don't know if that will be Rose. I wonder if it could be Vertonghen going mm. in there because it's not a traditional left back. I wonder if it could be Foyf for the same reasons that yep. he can pass the ball forward. Um or does he look at it and does he play in a completely different way? Or mm. does he bring Sessegnon in? I'm not sure. Um, or does he bring Walker-Peters in? You know, there's there's options for him there. Yeah. I'll just be very, very interested to see what he does do there. I'll be, yeah. I'll be surprised, if I'm honest, if Rose stays in, even given the Davis injury, just because I, I don't know how much that suits him, that, that role. If it was the other way around and it was the right-back was... was being narrow and the left back was given a license and I could maybe understand Rose being yeah, a lap, yeah. being in the team um, so we'll see what happens there mm-hmm. I think we'll beat Bournemouth at the weekend I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet I mm-hmm. think we'll beat them 3-1 okay. um, I think we'll be good going forward again and yep. there'll be moments where we're a little bit nervous yep. um, but I mean if we can win that'll be free on the bounce Just keep and it going keep going up the league it? What, quick prediction from you for the game I'll say um Two nil. Two nil. Two nil. Which would yeah. be near enough the perfect result, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Take that. Now, just before we finish, there has been some breaking news this morning that um, the lot down the road have sacked their manager. Such a shame. Um, which, I mean, I'm gutted about because <laughs> this is a guy who has been breaking records left, right and centre recently. Um, Good evening. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm sad that, that he's gone, but I'm also quite pleased to see that the Wolves manager is the guy that's being linked with the job and I just think Whilst he's a good manager and he's done well, you know, it's hardly the most inspiring appointment. Look at the squad as well. It's a poor squad, we were saying earlier, but the front two are really good, but it's a poor squad. So whoever they need to bring in needs to be someone of, you know, real quality who can turn around their season with very little to work with. Yeah. Um, apparently, they're talking with Max Allegri, Former Juventus and AC Milan manager. That's the kind um, of appointment I'd expect them to make. They should be. That's what they're dreaming of. But, um, yeah, they're really frustrated. And as I said to you before we started this, I don't think they would have acted so hastily if we hadn't sacked some. Uh, if mm. we hadn't sacked Pochettino. Mm. We've yeah. brought in Mourinho and they are jealous. Yeah. I'm sorry, but they are jealous. Yeah. We We got him before they did. And if they had got him and we hadn't, I would be thinking, what a missed opportunity. Yeah. What a missed opportunity. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see what happens there. But we'll, we can confidently say that we'll be able to continue watching Spurs on a Tuesday night for the yeah. uh, <laughs> for at least three more games, right? Well, at least yeah. three more. Um, we'll see what happens mm-hmm. there. But good to talk to you, Chris. Um, remember, whatever happens this week, future's bright, future's Lily White. Come on, you Spurs.
many people interested in football, and I've always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blanchflower, Ardelis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.